0: Welcome to Now I See, a place where people share their eye-opening moments and how it changed the way they see themselves, their world, and their place in it. We hope you'll be encouraged and inspired by the stories you hear and challenged to see things in a whole new way too. Sit back and enjoy this show that we've prepared especially with you in mind. I'm your host, Kit McCarty. Our special guest today is Anna Coleman. Welcome, Anna. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Anna grew up in a large family that moved around a lot. She currently lives in North Dakota, but today, lucky me, she's in Dallas. She has an associate degree in art and science from Williston College. She's currently working as an assistant teacher in a preschool and is in specialized training to join a worldwide organization. who will be sending her on teaching assignments around the world. She considers herself outdoorsy and likes hiking, kayaking, and tent camping. I know you like things structured and well-ordered, but I can see that you are an adventurer who is learning to embrace flexibility, a trait that will help you recover from the trauma of your recent past and help you succeed in the exciting days ahead. Anna, how do you see yourself? So I see myself as a sister. Um,
1: I've been a sister to two sisters and four brothers and I have always seen that as a big important role in my life um I see myself as an adventurer um also with a quiet spirit um I'm always seeking something new I would say that's
0: part of me (laughs) that's fun which is handy because you tell me that you have moved around a lot so tell me um When did you become one of those people that likes new things? Most people like to be comfortable. They like things to stay just the way they are, but Mm -hmm. not you. Why? That's a good question.
1: Um, I'm not exactly sure when it came up. um, Because I don't think I was always like that when I was younger. But after being a teenager and taking some missions trips, I just... I know I always liked car trips. I just liked to look out the window and watch everything go by and see how the scenery would change. And so maybe that was a part of it. I just loved the excitement of things that you're not used to. So, I can't say exactly when it started, but I think it did start as I was entering
0: my adult life. Oh, that's fun cuz like I said, not everybody's wired like that. And I think that's such a healthy place to be, embracing mm-hmm. change. It certainly has been good for me cuz guess what? Nothing in life stays the same. Everything is always in a constant state of change. And just about the time I'm getting bored and complacent, life changes. And Mm -hmm. so... um, lucky me i always embrace a change and it seems like you're one of those people too yeah um so um you've told us a little bit about um that that you got to move around you're now in dakota but you haven't always been there where Mm -hmm. else what other places have you seen
1: so we moved to north dakota from utah and we we moved to utah in 2006 so that was a big part of my childhood i i really enjoyed living there we had great seasons um but before then we were in wyoming and i don't remember much about wyoming one of my brothers was born there before then we were in connecticut i think i don't even remember all the places but utah was my childhood i feel like so
0: and you said you've been on mission trips where did those take you
1: i was on a missions trip to denver colorado when i was like 14 so um also my parents were missionaries I was a baby when they moved to Mongolia. But I really don't remember much of it at all.
0: So. so you have wanderlust in you. No wonder you're interested in an international yep. opportunity to totally. teach. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so excited for you. And uh, to be able to do that while you're young and able-bodied, how exciting for you. Especially um, in this day and age. It seems like the world is uh, getting smaller and smaller. We can uh, get to places. We can mm-hmm. um, totally. experience new cultures and new people. And I, just, I find that exciting. And clearly you do, too. Yeah. So um, as, as we think about uh where your life has brought you so far you have had a really big change recently Mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about that
1: um so on january 25th it was a it was a normal day at preschool for me um it was a tuesday and my day was just going about normally we take two shifts during our preschool day of the morning kids and the afternoon kids So we were getting ready to board up the morning kids at like 11 o'clock and I had earlier in the day heard a phone call and I just, I usually try to ignore those at work because I can't be picking up my phone. But as we were leaving, I checked my messages and I had a text message from my mom that said, please call, there's been a tragedy in the family. Um... So I told my coworker I need to step out and call my mom, and she was like, okay. So I went to the bathroom, and I gave my mom a call. I don't remember if she picked up right away or not. If not, she must have called me back. But um, when she was on the phone, I heard that she was crying, and she said, Dorothy, there's been, there's been a tragedy in the family. Um, and then I said, What happened? Um, and then she said, she said that my brother died that day, and it was completely shocking to hear in the moments before she told me that, um, my mind was racing and trying to figure out who who she might have been talking about, if it was a grandparent or even one of my parents, but... Um, I had never imagined it to be my brother. So that was the beginning of
0: that day. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to imagine. Mm-hmm. It's just impossible. And you didn't get a chance to say goodbye. Yeah. So can you tell us the circumstances? What happened?
1: Um. So my brother was a basketball player. He was in his junior year and um he was really busy that season constantly going back and forth between practices um early morning shoot-ups games um and so that morning he had left it wasn't a practice but it was a shoot around where the guys all get together and just practice with each other so he had left for that that morning and on his way back home his car went out of control on the ice Mm. and so he lost control of the vehicle and was um, hit by an oncoming semi he was three miles from home (laughs) so it was very close and it was on a road that we take every day and i've had to drive that same road every day back to work, and I can, I can see the skid mark. So.
0: Did he die at the scene, or did, was he taken to the hospital? Do you know?
1: Um, it was instant. Yeah. So. Um, on Monday, the day before preschool was actually canceled for the morning session because the roads were icy and so they had been icy and i do remember driving in for work that morning i could feel the ice on the road because my car was it didn't slip bad but i could definitely Mm -hmm. tell that the roads Mm -hmm. were slick and all of us just had wished we had told him not to go in or something that morning I didn't see him that morning, but my dad and my sister saw him before he left.
0: That will change a life forever. How has it changed your life?
1: It completely, completely flipped our lives around. Of course. And I had never seen... I'd never seen my family like that before, and I had never felt that way before. It was like um, the sky was pushing me down, and I felt so weighed down, and I couldn't stop shaking. And so that was just the shock of grief. But since then, um, my family has just been trying to kind of survive through it. It's um, kind of constantly on our hearts and in our minds and we're just, we're trying to get by and this missions program that I was accepted for, um, I wasn't sure what to do after everything that had happened. I wasn't sure if I should still do it or not and a lot of people told me it might not be good to do it now with everything that's happened. A lot of my family also thought that way. But I just I really felt like if I didn't do it this year it just might not be it just might not happen. And so I wanted to still do it and I'm I'm glad for this missions program as it's it's like a way God has given me to still move forward I think Um, and it's been really hard to think of leaving my family in this hard time and to think of how it will be for me to be away from my family but I do think I think it's where God wants me
0: well, I think it's incredibly brave, and people deal with grief in different ways. And for a lot of people, they get stuck in grief. Mm-hmm. You're choosing not to be stuck. You're. I almost hear you saying, "Life is short, so live with abandon." Mm-hmm. You know, don't wait and see what will happen. Make things happen. We we don't know how much time we have, mm-hmm. um, and so I. I think that that's incredibly brave your life has changed so why not make changes and I and I understand how people would caution you against that so much has already changed why borrow more change yeah but I think that um not being in that same environment not having to look at at the same things every day not being reminded of that every day but being willing to move forward and live Mm -hmm. is a wonderful gift to your brother um and I think you will find in time a gift to yourself Um, I imagine there's a little bit of guilt with Mm -hmm. that. I hear a little bit of that, that you feel like maybe you're letting your family down by leaving now. Do you feel that?
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely a big part of it. Because I know how much we all need each other in this hard time. So that's definitely a big part of what I'm feeling. But it's just not strong enough to stop me from going. Like... that's why I know it's important that I go because Mm -hmm. it's like nothing's gonna stop me Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. need to I need to do it Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that that's brave and I think it's brave of your family to let you go you know everything's already changed anyway Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to go back to the way things were several months ago and um, so everybody grieves differently, and they all choose a different way. I love that you say your family's grieving together. Mm-hmm. I see so many people go through loss, and they isolate themselves. They don't want to be a burden to other people. They don't want to ha- keep an- answering the question, how are you feeling? How are you now? Um, they put the pictures away. and They don't talk about that person um, anymore. And, um to hear you say that your family's grieving together. I think it's really healthy. It's really good. It gives everybody space to be who they are, to sort their feelings out, to kind of um, reconsider what do we look like now without him. Um, So, yeah, what a a challenging time. And thank you so much for being willing to share your story. It's a hard one, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it has a lot of power in people who are grieving. I think we'll be encouraged to hear Uh, what you're doing, the process that you're going through, and the choices you're making as a result of that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take a break right now. We'll be back in just a moment with more of Anna's story. Anna is finding the courage to go on after her unthinkable loss. With the tragedies in Ukraine, Buffalo, and Uvalde still fresh in our hearts and minds, maybe you're finding that you are struggling with grief as well. Stay tuned to hear how Anna is clinging to hope and pushing through the pain. You might also find comfort by hearing from our previous guests, Debbie Sims and R.V. Bogus, who talked about the help they received through Grief Share. You might also consider the help of a licensed therapist, like Rebecca Salazar, whose wise counsel we heard at the end of April. I pray that you will find the help and hope you need on your trauma journey. Please share this show with someone you know who's hurting. I think they will find it helpful to realize they are not alone and help is available. You can also help people you haven't met yet by giving our show a good rating and review. That boosts our visibility and helps more people find us. This month's focus is on courage. Last week, we heard the story of the courageous Marine, Major Sean Campbell, as told by his mother, Donna McGrew. We will continue to bring you stories of hope and courage every week this month, so subscribe to our podcast and weekly newsletter to be sure you don't miss a single episode. We hope that you'll find our monthly Bible study on courage informative and insightful too. Meet me for discussion on our Facebook group page at now I See Pod. For all other points of contact and the latest on what's happening at Now I visit us at nis.media. Now, back to our show with Anna Coleman. back from our break with our guest today, Anna. So Anna, we before the break, we were talking about uh, the loss that you endured. And you said that your family was grieving together. And I love that so much better than grieving apart. Mm-hmm. Tell me some of the ways that your family has found to accept comfort and to move forward.
1: Yeah. So one of the ways that we have really found comfort is just when we are all sitting around on the couch together and we're talking about him. We're bringing up memories of him, bringing up how much we miss him. Just talking about him releases so much of the built up pain you feel. And for me that was really important because I think I had a harder time letting it out of course. Um, I felt so out of control mm-hmm. in my life that was usually so in control that I, th- I felt like I had to try to swallow it all down just to continue on in my life. And so I think my family really helped me in that way. Like, you need to talk about it. You need to keep talking about it. So that was helpful. Um, we also, we like to read books out loud sometimes to each other, um, especially books on grief music had helped, just anything that's together, I think really is helpful
0: in that way. So many people, um, when they lose a loved one, um, feel like they can't even speak their name. Mm -hmm. And they hide all the pictures and um, they think that maybe it's wrong to continue their memory and to hang on to that. Um, and uh, some people are not very patient mm-hmm. with others in grief and um, saying, aren't you over that by now? And you know, mm-hmm. when are you going to pull yourself together? So I love that your family has decided uh, we're not going to pretend like this didn't happen. We're not mm-hmm. going to pretend like he wasn't part of our lives. Um, and by creating space for him to still, Be part of your lives by recalling memories you had together and funny things you used to laugh about. Mm -hmm. Um, I just just love that so much. Um, You also told me uh, off the microphones that your community has been especially helpful in this time. Tell me how they stepped in to help. Our community
1: was amazing. I I was shocked to see how everyone had just wrapped their arms around us. So the first day when it happened, we had. Um, our pastor come by another friend of ours and they just sat with us in our grief and that's hard grief to be around yes it is it's ugly it's terrible and it's not normal and they were just with us in our grief they were hugging us praying for us listening to us um and in the following days we just had people sending us you know texts calling us um And our church, along with people outside of our church, signed up to bring us meals, and they brought us meals for a full month. A full month of meals, constant. It was very helpful when you don't know what to do with yourself. You can't cook or anything. Um, I didn't want to
0: eat. My stomach was upset. I didn't want to eat. Yeah, Did you? No. I really felt like it was my obligation to eat the food they took the time to mm-hmm. to cook and then to bring over. Yes. And now I look back and I see what a gift that was because I wouldn't have eaten if it, if they hadn't shown up. Mm, and we probably would things.
1: have gone the full month without no. eating. That. Yeah. Because um,
0: everything hurts.
1: And um, let's see. Someone else had set up a GoFundMe for us and... The financial gifts people gave to us, it was just unbelievable as it kept coming in more and more and more. And the funeral cost was completely paid for. Um, When we stayed at a hotel, the hotel owners paid for the hotel for all of our family staying. They also paid for us to stay there. Um, They were... It was just amazing. We had somebody else from my work who made bracelets for everyone to wear, saying my brother's name, um, just to remember him. Someone else made bracelets. The high school made T-shirts with his name um, and his number in basketball. They sold those, and they gave us the profits from that. There was a game to honor him. I really feel like our community tried to help us through this as gracefully as possible
0: that's amazing Mm -hmm. so how how was that a comfort to you or was that a burden you know to just be out in public and to know that everybody that you run into um feels both pity Mm -hmm. and compassion for you um, and sometimes you feel like you need to comfort them because mm-hmm. you can see they haven't been able to sit with the grief like you have. And so they might come up to you crying or they might um, say something that's inappropriate because it's awkward and they don't know what to say. How did you handle those moments?
1: Yeah, that's really true. Um, a lot of times after our family had been crying and we were just completely out of tears and exhausted, we would run into someone who obviously hadn't really cried like we had and it was like they were looking at us and crying and we weren't even crying and in a way it was a little awkward but we Mm -hmm. just there are moments when you have nothing else left to give and there were definitely times in church when I would be I would be in a better place to ask somebody else one of his friends how they were doing because they're not in their families they're not with people who are listening to them when they need to hear it and all of those things so I think we were put in places where we could help others. Um, but there were definitely times when it was awkward. I think when people look at you with pitiful eyes and they don't really say
0: anything about it, that's the hardest thing
1: because it's it's just awkward. <laughs>
0: it is awkward. It's hard and you don't... I, uh, and I think... Um, as somebody who's trying to comfort somebody that's mm-hmm. awkward too because you don't know what to say mm-hmm. maybe it's this one moment where they're not feeling sad where life is kind of felt normal and then you bring up mm-hmm. you know the grief and the loss or you express your pity or your concern and, and, yeah. and or it's awkward to not say anything too to ignore the elephant mm-hmm. in the room so to speak and that's so it's what I've hated the most yeah. when
1: people don't know how to acknowledge it and it's just like an elephant in the room.
0: What mm-hmm. <laughs> advice would you give to people who want to comfort somebody in their time of loss? Um I would I would
1: advise people reaching out as soon as possible and even if you don't think it's the right time, I think when you just let someone know you want to be there and not even just a text, but if you can if you can call them or even just be in person And just try to even, like, take them out, get them in a different spot. Um, I think that would really help. Also, just sending them something as often as you can, like a verse that encouraged you, a song maybe, and something that's not hard for them to respond to. And I think it's also really helpful not to ask someone how they're doing because it's very...
0: Because you know the answer. They're not doing well. They're not doing well. (laughs) Yeah yeah so Seth, so that's interesting that you mentioned verses and music mm-hmm. were encouraging to you can you share some of those verses that were important yeah a lot
1: of the verses that were really encouraging to me were about heaven um, but i took some pictures to read of my favorites um, one is isaiah 25 verse 8 he will swallow up death forever The Sovereign Lord will wipe away all tears. Mm. He will remove forever all insults and mockery against his land and people. The Lord has spoken. Another one is Romans 8, 26. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Another one is 1 Corinthians 2, 9. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Those verses were just encouraging as I thought of the wonderful place, Joey, my brother is now, and he's safe there.
0: Um, You said that music also encouraged you. Some songs that you were listening to, and then you told me you and your brother were writing some, too. Talk about those.
1: Yeah. Um, So my brother and I have always bonded over music. I play piano, and he plays guitar, and we both like to sing together. Um, And so for a while after everything happened, I took a step away from that because I just felt like I had nothing to give and it was just sad to be by the piano, since my other brother had also played piano a lot. But um, he was writing songs, and I was also writing songs about this grief journey. And I think at first we didn't know that the other one was writing songs. And so he showed me some of the songs he had written and i'm so private that at first i didn't really want to but i did share with him my song and that's just been kind of nice for us to be there to listen to each other's songs from like the dark moments you know the the hard things to say it's like it comes out easier in words that are with a song um So writing music in that way has really helped both of us and been encouraging for my family to hear as well. Um, And some of the songs that I had found, which I found on Spotify, are Something Beautiful by Andrew Mm -hmm. Ripp and A New Day by Robbie Band. Both of those songs are very helpful in different ways. Um, Something Beautiful is talking about how he... He needs God to turn his pain into something beautiful and a new day is just singing that tomorrow is a new day no matter what happened it's always a new day so
0: that will give someone encouragement and hope I'm sure yes (laughs) so you've given us some advice for people to help people through their times of grief Mm -hmm. would you give advice now to people who are grieving
1: yeah um if you are grieving, even though it seems hard to maybe bring it to the surface, I think it's very important to find someone and just just try to reach out to people, even though it's really hard to do that. Try to find someone to talk with, because once it comes out, once you can get those words and thoughts out of your head and with someone else, you will feel encouraged and they will give you words that you weren't expecting to hear and they might really help you also. I think it's just important to find any way to express what you're feeling. Maybe journaling, um, taking a walk and just letting yourself focus on what has happened without trying to push it all away and just move on because... um. You really can't move on with it, but you, it, it helps when you can express it. Mm -hmm. I think so
0: too. As we close out our show today, is there anything you'd like our listeners to see more clearly as a result of our conversation? I think, um, the love
1: you have for someone doesn't end with death because death is not strong enough. Um love goes beyond death and even when you lose someone you can still love them just as much as you did before from where you are they're just in a different place we can't reach right now our senses can't our senses can't have them but they're they're still just as alive in a new place and our love goes on for them
0: that's so good Thank you so much for sharing this story. I know it was hard for you. And it's been a lot of heavy lifting, some hard work to process the grief and to be in a position where you could talk about it. And so I'm so grateful that you trusted me with your story. Mm -hmm. And I hope that it will have a big impact for a long, long time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being our guest today. Listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and we'll see you again next week. We're so glad you were able to join us for today's compelling story. You can find out more about our guest today by reading our show notes or visiting our website, nis.media. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Special thanks to the team at Headset Radio for their technical expertise, and to Becky Salazar for our bumper music. See you next week.